Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 5. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky D'Olivera. And I'm Japheth D'Olivera. Japheth, go ahead and lead us in prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, actually, that we get to just pause for a moment to be able to reflect on your word. I ask God for a blessing as we read this paraphrase version of this passage this week. Give us new insight, fresh insight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we're doing Romans 2, 12 through 29. Today is the message. Anybody who knows me knows I like the King James because it has a certain <laughs> lyrical quality, not because I think it's the only way that the Bible can be, but I also really love the message because yeah. it's just so colloquial. It's, it's great. good that you like both of those. I do. I mean, it's yeah. kind of, yeah, they're opposites, really. Type and anti-type. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. If you sin without knowing what you're doing, God takes that into account. But if you sin knowing full well what you're doing, that's a different story entirely. Merely hearing God's law is a waste of your time if you don't do what he commands. Doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. When outsiders who have never heard of God's law follow it more or less by instinct, they confirm its truth by their obedience. They show that God's law is not something alien imposed on us from without, but woven into the very fabric of our creation. There's something deep within them that echoes God's yes and no, right and wrong. Their response to God's yes and no will become public knowledge on the day God makes his final decision about every man and woman. The message from God that I proclaim through Jesus Christ takes into account all these differences. If you're brought up Jewish, don't assume that you can lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy, feeling smug because you're an insider to God's revelation, a connoisseur of the best things of God, informed on the latest doctrines. I have a special word of caution for you who are sure that you have it all together yourselves, and because you know God's revealed word inside and out, feel qualified to guide others through their blind alleys and dark nights and confused emotions to God. While you are guiding others, who is going to guide you? I'm quite serious. While preaching, don't steal, are you going to rob people blind? Who would suspect you? The same with adultery. The same with idolatry. You can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and His law. The line from Scripture, it's because of you Jews that the outsiders are down on God shows it's an old problem that isn't going to go away. Circumcision, the surgical ritual that marks you as a Jew, is great if you live in accord with God's law. But if you don't, it's worse than not being circumcised. The reverse is also true. The uncircumcised who keep God's ways are as good as the circumcised, in fact, better. Better to keep God's law uncircumcised than break it circumcised. Don't you see? It's not the cut of a knife that makes a Jew. You become a Jew by who you are. It's the mark of God on your heart, not of a knife on your skin that makes a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. Hmm. All right. Our recalibrate question that we have today for Tuesday is this. Whose character has Jesus asked you to defend? Whose okay. character And because you were the writer of the question. Asked you to defend, yeah. Can, what, is, what were you thinking with that question? Like the relationship with character to this Oh yes. Text. Well, I think that that uh, might help us. I think that when I read when I read this passage in particular on in, in the message translation here in the message 
translation rather than the messy translation here, <laughs> which actually it is kind of messy as well, but, uh, but in, in particular inside here. What I felt more than anything else is that uh, the highlight for me is that Eugene was able to bring out how the Jews uh, were standing over here and they looked like this, this group of people who were pretending to be this way. And Paul's coming along saying, look, I don't think you actually understand this. You're, you're not behaving this way. You're not actually lifting up the character of God right and and I, he really wants them to lift up the character of god the way they were called to be this and he sp- speaks to himself in the same way and so I, I i said you know i wonder whose character has jesus asked you to defend i thought well who are we asked to defend oh okay yeah. so i think if you based it on this if w- who he's talking to are people who feel quite smug because they're good people and these probably were good people you know, they were good people, and but they, they thought had of lost, themselves they that lost way. Their way. Now, if they, they were in fact stealing and there saying were they shouldn't some steal and all that, that. but mm. okay, so Josephus talks about that. It makes me automatically think of those amongst us. I mean, probably us included, church people in particular, who kind of think that because we go to church and we follow the rules mm. and we appear to be nice people, etc., that we judge the character of other people who aren't doing the things that we think they should be doing badly. And we malign people's characters either explicitly or implicitly just by not accepting them. So I think that we're called to defend the character of anybody who's pointed at by anybody else within our community saying, you're not good enough, you don't belong hmm. here. I like that. I think that if I... I think that would have yeah, to apply to anybody, no matter would, what. It would, it would. If you're following what God says, I think you would have to be very firm with that, that it's not up to us to decide um, who God accepts and who he doesn't. I think if we took this text, especially in this in this version here, and we replace Jew with with I mean locally like for us, us Boulder Church Adventists, yeah, he said Christians. If you were brought up in Boulder Church, don't assume you know verses seventeen twenty four that you can learn that you can lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy, feeling smug that you're an insider and you're a connoisseur of best things, informed of the latest doctrines. I mean, I, I think I think if it was speaking directly to us, it'd be a pretty pretty heavy indictment and i yeah. would want to know that paul knew us right but i also want to know that paul is saying hey that he's saying this because he wants us to be the kind of people who actually defend and lift up jesus in the way that he, sh- that he should be and he's worthy to be oh that up, also we'd right? be defending the character of jesus th- yeah. maybe through the way that we live our lives rather than just verbalizing yeah because i mean, mean i mean because i think paul all through this passage here, which actually has, you know, that really critical, incredible verse that we're going to get, eventually get to and we'll unpack later on this week that explains the wrath of God. Um, he is ex- trying to explain inside here that there is this gospel story woven through the entire text um, that we miss all the time. And he says, this is worthy to be told and it has to be told well. And so he's saying, you guys, you guys are doing a horrible job of this. Well, there's one Step line up, in know? this paraphrase that I love. I oh, love it one? when it says... You can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and his law. Mm. And I just think that is so hilarious and so true. And it's so much worse. Like if you're going to do something horrible to people, at least you could not attach it to Christianity because then obviously that makes them think badly of Jesus and of the entire faith. And, and that actually happens. You know, it's kind of like how you have to be careful how you drive if you're wearing it, having a church sticker on your oh, car my goodness, or, or anything. It's, 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 it's <laughs> I almost think it's a reason not to have identifiers. Although, yeah. if it causes you to think more carefully about your actions, then you better have a lot of stickers on your thing. car. 
Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I think so many people do just, you know, kind of, I think of the kind of classic TV evangelist type person who has mm. the slicked back hair and looks all pious and talks in a pious way, but then it turns out, you know, he's been stealing money and abusing people and who yeah. knows what, so... No, and this is actually the, the difficult thing about it. And I think that's why he gets to the end of the passage where he says, look, even the things that you do as symbols or, or so for them, it was, you know, the outward appearance, this, this thing called circumcision was a big deal to them, right? And so, and so he was saying, he was saying to them, hey, I need you to, I need you to make sure that you, you understand that this circumcision that you're doing right now is, is not going to be uh, a powerful symbol anymore because you're not actually living up to the cutaway of your heart. You're not giving your heart over to God. You're just doing this outward appearance. And I think that's just very easy. So it's that would mean that anything that. that we think of as being a symbol of our faith is ever only meaningful if we're actually following through. Yeah, I, in I other think, ways, I think it's very easy to get comfortable at church. So I think for you're us, doing well. what is our symbol of obedience to God? Well, I think look, I think coming to church and having a phenomenal worship experience and, and incredible connect groups locally for us. I mean, it's just it's great every Sabbath morning. So, well, I was thinking I think of Sabbath. Become, I would yeah. think with this that we could replace it. Sabbath, the ritual that marks you. As yes. an Adventist, is great if you live in accord with God's law. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, it's worse than not keeping it. And if you just maybe look at give it that the impression way. that you keep it, you, mm. the impression that you actually are engaged in it, but you're not really, your heart's not really in it. You're well, just or like you're only it. into yeah. keeping Sabbath and you're not into anything else. Yeah. Would yeah. be. I don't know. Yeah, that I would be that true. Would be that would be something that thing. I'm sure Paul will pick Although up. Although I doubt if any of them were really into being circumcised. It's hard to envision that being like, wow, that, yeah, was, let's not, uh, that was fun. Let's not, get, let's not go down that way. <laughs> I uh, want to do that again <laughs> every week. <laughs> I think we should make it a prerequisite, right? You know, no matter what age you are, hey, you love Jesus and uh, welcome. You have now, to re- just go around the it. corner there and uh, this, you know, we've got several doctors at our church and they'll help you out. <laughs> You can get circumcised. Well, fortunately, you don't have to do that if you come to Boulder. No, so, good. Hey, listen, uh, our time's up. Uh, so, let's focus back on the question and uh, keep your minds on that. Whose character has Jesus asked you to defend? So, think about that today. Whose character has Jesus asked you to defend? And, uh, and as you do that, uh, may God bless you today and we'll connect tomorrow. Live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.